you're back in the doctor's lounge. This is your host, Dr. Hal Schurz. Each week we come to you on America's Web Radio, bringing you the best in healthcare talk. We are the uh, only um, healthcare show sponsored by the uh, Docs for Patient Care Foundation. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is the only physician led, physician run healthcare think tank in the country. And we fight. We uh, exist to fight for your healthcare freedom. And the show exists so that we can give you the information that doctors are talking about in doctors' lounges all across the country, and arm you with the information that you'll need to fight for your healthcare freedom. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is a 501c3 organization, and we are dependent on your help. If you enjoy the shows that we bring to you each week, we need you to support what we're doing. So please go to our website, www.docs4, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org, and contribute generously so... uh, um, we can uh, continue to do uh, the good work that we've been doing for the last several years and the uh, uh, years before it as the Docs for Patient Care organization. Um, there's a lot going on in healthcare. There's a lot going on in the country. And um, the uh, show that we're going to bring to you today is a little bit of a departure from what we typically do on this show, which is to focus entirely on healthcare matters. We'll touch on some um, in the course of the show, but um, today's uh, uh, show will uh, uh, feature a good friend of uh, Docs for Patient Care and uh, of this show um, and uh, a board member of our foundation um, and uh, uh, the uh, founder of the Steamboat Institute and uh, and the uh, um, and a uh, a a, uh, a very uh, strong proponent for the ideals that we talk about on this show and that you hear about uh, on uh, on uh, this radio station, America's Web Radio. So our guest today is. Uh, Jennifer Schubert Aiken, and uh, without any further ado, welcome into the Doctor's Lounge, Jennifer. Thank you, Hal. It's a pleasure to be here this morning. It's a beautiful morning out in the Rocky Mountains, and uh, very uh, glad that you invited me. Thank you. Well, we, uh, thank you for for uh, rising early and and being with us live this morning. And I th- we've got a lot of ground to cover, so. Um, first thing I want to uh, uh, just establish is um, our relationship. Why don't you uh, tell the audience how you and I came to uh, get acquainted and um, and and uh, and what we've done over the years? Oh yes, it's a great story. Uh, several years ago, we uh, attended a Heritage Foundation event in Dallas, Texas. And you were the recipient that year of the Salvatore Prize, which is a very prestigious award given by the Heritage Foundation annually. We heard you speak about your ideas for health care reform and consumer choice and connecting patients and doctors. Um, and it was such an inspiring speech. Uh, some of my fellow board members for the Steamboat Institute were with me at that luncheon where we heard you speak, and we said, we have to get this man to speak at the Steamboat Institute. 
So we invited you to speak at our Freedom Conference the next year, and uh, a, a great relationship was born between uh, Docs for Patient Care and the Steamboat Institute because your mission of free markets and less government interference in healthcare um, is very much in line with the mission of the Steamboat Institute. So, Jennifer, what is the Steamboat Institute? We founded the Steamboat Institute, Hal, in 2008 out of concern for the future of our country. Um, our, our mission is essentially this. We promote the founding principles, and we then inspire people to get involved in defending liberty. Um, our founding principles uh, are limited government, limited taxation and fiscal responsibility, individual rights and responsibilities, free market capitalism, and strong national defense. Those are our five principles. And our whole mission is to educate people about these principles and how they apply to public policy and how uh, public policy is affecting your freedom and your individual liberty each and every day. And our events, um, we hope, are inspiring in addition to being educational we keep it nonpartisan. We clearly promote uh, first principles, and um, we you know, we try to to get people inspired to care about what's happening in the country and to defend liberty because we cannot take it for granted. Jennifer, why did you think that uh, you needed? What was what was the wake up call for you and uh, for your husband Rick? who is also the co-founder of the Steamboat Institute. What, what was it that, you know, I, 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 everyone has their epiphany, their, their, their wake-up call, their story that, that, uh, that was their call to action. I know that I did. Tell, tell us what, what your call to action was, what, what it was that made you feel that you needed to create the Steamboat Institute. Well, it, how it, it was something that uh, occurred over a few years, and, and finally, um, well, it, it started in the, in the mid-2000s um, as we saw the size and scope of government growing, even under President Bush. As much as I do admire President Bush, we, we were seeing the size and scope of government growing. Uh, it was hard to uh, get good candidates to run for office in our local area here in northwest Colorado. Um, I had been a, a, a county Republican Party chairman and was seeing that it, it was very difficult to get people involved and motivated and to get people to care. And then we started seeing what the Aspen Institute was doing uh, down the road from us uh, in Aspen, Colorado. We're up in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. We decided that there was a need for a conservative alternative to the Aspen Institute. And that's how the idea for the Steamboat Institute was born. Then, in early 2009, shortly after President Obama took office, we began to see things change rapidly, and that's when we decided if we were going to actually do this, uh, make the Steamboat Institute a reality and start reaching people, the time, the time was then. We held a, a taxpayer tea party rally, as did many groups around the country, on April 15, 2009, and... It was amazingly well attended. People were excited, wanted to get involved, felt like we had given them a voice, and it took off from there. We held our first Freedom Conference in August of 2009, 
We are now about to hold in two weeks our eighth annual Freedom Conference and Festival. It has expanded, and it has turned into a major annual event that draws people to the mountains from all around the country. It's uh, it's very fun. It's beautiful. We bring in the best and brightest uh, speakers on conservative thought and policy from all over the country, and it's it's a really inspiring gathering. It's unlike some uh, events that have thousands of people, uh, you know, in large corporate uh, hotels in uh, large urban areas. This is a retreat in the mountains, and it is an opportunity to meet and mingle with our speakers, uh, to have a, a relaxing and engaging time in the mountains. So it's it's really special. There's no no event in the country that is quite like the Steamboat Institute Freedom Conference. And I can attest to that, having been to a number of them. It's very intimate. It's very low key. Uh, you know, it's many of these meetings are you know business like or business casual and. You go to this meeting, you know, wearing you know your jeans or cutoffs or whatever, and and um, and and get to uh, uh, pick the brains of of some of the thought leaders in the country. So you, you've got a few of them at the at the uh, Freedom Conference this year, don't you, uh, uh, Jennifer? Yes, we. Uh, how we are thrilled with our lineup this year. I, I think it's one of the best we have ever put together. Um, to give you an idea, we have uh, Carly Fiorina is our keynote dinner speaker. This is a two-day event uh, for your listeners. The Steamboat Institute Freedom Conference and Festival is August 26th and 27th in the beautiful mountain setting of Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Uh, the highs are in the 70s with low humidity. The lows are in the 40s. It is just spectacular weather, spectacular mountain scenery. Uh, it's Friday and Saturday, August 26th, 27th. Our keynote dinner, we do things a little differently up here, Hal, as you know, because you've been here. Um, for our keynote dinner, we have everyone ride the gondola to the Thunderhead Summit of Steamboat Ski Area. And this year, the speaker um, up on the mountaintop for our keynote dinner will be Carly Fiorina. We think this will be a, a very inspiring evening. Uh, the setting is, is certainly inspiring and beautiful. Um, so that is uh, the signature event of our weekend. Uh, we also have just some amazing uh, panels um, and other speakers. We are kicking off on Friday the 26th with a luncheon featuring Senator Ben Sass, who will give a, a very inspiring uh, opening address that I think will be uh, visionary and help pull people together. Uh, we have a panel called a Call to Unleash American Prosperity. And that panel is going to include Steve Moore, uh, who many uh, know his work from when he wrote for the Wall Street Journal for many years. He's now at the Heritage Foundation. Uh, we have Amity Schlaes on that panel. Um, she does not do many speaking engagements, and we are very fortunate to get her. She's written four New York Times bestsellers. We have Mary Kissel from the Wall Street Journal editorial board. So that's just a, a small sampling of what we have. The um, it's it, there's there's also uh, uh, somebody who is very uh, uh, exciting to listen to, and that's uh, General Michael Flynn, who you have coming. And yes, and and I'm hoping that there's an opportunity for an interchange between uh, Senator Sass 
and uh, and General Flynn and Steve Moore, both of whom are on the Trump team, and uh, Senator Sass is not, and it would be um, a missed opportunity to, I think, uh, uh, let that go by without there being some kind of uh, exchange to uh, uh, to, I guess, point out the obvious about uh, what what the uh, um, the what's at stake in in this coming election, and uh, let these uh, let these heavyweights duke it out. Yes, Hal, and we we truly are providing something for everyone this year at the Freedom Conference. Regardless of what one's opinion is about the election, regardless of whether you're supporting Donald Trump or not, we we truly have something for everyone. Um, to give you an example, uh, Senator Sass will be kicking off the conference with the luncheon speech. Immediately following that, and this was by design to make the point you just mentioned, to present different perspectives, the Call to Unleash Prosperity panel featuring Steve Moore, who is Trump's economic advisor is immediately after Senator Sasse's luncheon address. So you're going to see some very uh, divergent opinions um, expressed uh, throughout the course of the weekend. We also have, after the um, Unleashing Prosperity panel, we have a bipartisan political roundtable, which will take it a step further and really delve into the election and the different opinions um, on, you know, Trump versus never Trump versus Hillary. Um, that panel will include James Taranto from the Wall Street Journal. I'm sure many of your listeners mm-hmm. read uh, James Taranto's Best of the Web column every day, which uh, is a good way to uh, get a laugh while, uh, while keeping <laughs> up with uh, what's happening in politics. Uh, we'll have Jillian Melcher, the political editor of Heat Street, who is also one of our Tony Blankley fellows, um, and a couple of other folks will round out that panel. So uh, there will be some very divergent points of view on that panel, which should make it uh, quite entertaining. Sounds great. We have a hard break coming, but go to www.steamboatinstitute.org to learn more about this incredible conference and, and the incredible work that uh, Jennifer and and her colleagues are doing at the Steamboat Institute. And we'll be back with Jennifer in the next segment of the Doctor's Lounge. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Obamacare is failing. We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org. 
The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Hal Schurz, and my guest today is Jennifer Aiken, uh, Jennifer Schubert Aiken, who is the founder and uh, I guess is you, I guess you are you the CEO of the of the uh, foundation, Jennifer. I am. I am. So uh, we were talking about the Steamboat Institute. We were talking about their upcoming uh, Freedom Conference, which is held every August um, uh, in beautiful Steamboat Springs, Colorado. And um, just to uh, finish out the thoughts from the last segment, and we were telling people how uh, they can attend, and I think you and I off-air uh, uh, discussed that there's still a few limited seats available for people to uh, sign up. If um, they uh, can't make it to Steamboat Springs, how can they uh, follow what's going on with the Steamboat Institute? Well, how we first of all, to encourage people to um, register, we have out of the uh, we have about three hundred and fifty total seats, and we only have about thirty left with two weeks to go. So, we are expecting those last 30 seats are going to go very quickly over the next few days. That is the, the typical pattern for our event. Um, the full Freedom Conference, uh, you can register at steamboatinstitute.org. Uh, registration starts at $325, which includes the, the whole weekend with all of the speakers, the gondola ride. Um, we uh, Also, I will point out, we like to have a little fun up here in the mountains. So every year when we wrap things up on Saturday, um, on Saturday evening starting about 5 o'clock, we have a Coyote Gold margarita party. Those are made right here in Colorado, and they're delicious. And we have an outdoor concert um, in conjunction with the margarita party that's right at the ski area base uh, on an outdoor stage, very beautiful setting. And this year we have a really fun band coming up from Denver called Mud Puppy. And uh, it's going to be a really great, fun way to wrap up the weekend. Where else can you visit with General Michael Flynn, who is former head of the Defense Intelligence Agency, have a margarita with him while wearing your shorts and flip-flops in the beautiful mountains? Uh, so nowhere but steamboat absolutely. Can, you, can you have such an experience. That's absolutely correct. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, you know, as somebody who has gone to Colorado skiing for over 40 years i had not been to colorado in the summer um until i started going to the uh, freedom conferences and there's really nothing like colorado in the summertime so it, it is beautiful and how i would like to point out one thing we've added since the last time you were here to accommodate demand because we were turning away so many people because our maximum capacity is about 350 with the largest venue in steamboat we have expanded to include an outdoor freedom festival. So just across the street from the Steamboat Grand, which is our host hotel, 
we have a big party tent uh, that's next to the, the Sheraton Hotel right at the ski area base. And in the festival tent, we have concurrent programming happening with additional speakers. Uh, we have many organizations that will have uh, exhibit tables there that will be of great interest to uh, many people who attend. But the really exciting thing about the Freedom Festival is it's a $50 ticket, $50 for both days, uh, of all the speakers that you can meet and hear in the Freedom Festival tent. Um, it's uh, a great opportunity. Senator Sass, for example, will walk over to the fe- festival tent to uh, to speak again and meet and mingle with the people in the tent. Um, we will have uh, Dr. Matt Spaulding from Hillsdale College, who is a best-selling author, doing a presentation on first principles in the festival tent. That alone would be worth the, the $50 Um, admission prize for the festival tent and also a really fun um, and exciting piece of the festival is our idea hackathon so if you think that you have the solution to one of our pressing national or global problems you can participate in the hackathon and present your solution and uh, potentially win a $500 first prize and get to present your idea uh, to the closing luncheon um, in the ballroom at the Steamboat Grand on Saturday, August 27th. So when you wrap it all together, the Freedom Conference, the festival, the Idea Hackathon, the, the margarita party, the concert, the weekend in the mountains, uh, getting up close and personal with our speakers, getting to meet them and share ideas, it's, it's fun, it's inspiring, and there's no other event like it. I would agree with that. So I encourage people to go to um, the, uh, the website, www.steamboatinstitute.org, learn more about what this great organization is doing and about the uh, upcoming um, Freedom Conference. So um, as I, and for the spirit of full disclosure, I'm on the board of the Steamboat Institute, and Jennifer is on the board of the Docs for Patient Care Foundation. We... Um, were uh, proud to announce her addition to our board, um, uh, I think it was about two months ago, and um, we've so, she's been somebody who's supported the Docs for Patient Care Foundation for many years, and we were um, uh, delighted to be able to add her to our advisory board. Tell, tell us um, uh, what, what that means to you, Jennifer, being on the Docs for Patient Care Foundation board. Well, Hal, first of all, it was a great honor when you invited me to join your advisory board. Um, I know you don't make those decisions lightly. Uh, the same is true when we invited you to be on our advisory board. Um, it's a very select group of people, and so I'm honored to be part of the Docs for Patient Care um, board. What it, what it means to me is an opportunity to promote um, freedom, of choice in healthcare, uh, to promote free markets in healthcare. Um, that's very much in line with the mission of the Steamboat Institute. It's it is so obvious uh, when you analyze things from the perspective of our founding principles that our current healthcare system is is turned upside down. It is way too complicated. Um, there's not nearly enough consumer choice. Yeah, for example, I, I went to the doctor recently for something that fortunately turned out to be minor, but 
when when I was in the doctor's office, there was no talk of what the cost of the procedure was going to be. There was no talk of any options. People, consumers are completely disconnected um, from the cost of their own health care, and that doesn't make any sense. Um, we see our insurance getting more and more expensive. Our deductibles are getting higher and higher. And what Docs for Patient Care does is, is provide uh, common sense education and based in free market principles. And that's very much in line with what the Steamboat Institute believes and promotes. So you, you just need to keep getting your message out there, and I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of that effort. Well, we're proud to have you um, as, as a board member and, and look forward to many, many years of collaboration. We, we couldn't be uh, more delighted to have you join some of the uh, other uh, very uh, strong and important uh, uh, voices for healthcare freedom who are on our board, many of whom you know personally as well, um, like uh, uh, Bridget Wagner and uh, Grace Marie Turner. Grace Marie Turner is a, a, a also on the board of, of the Steamboat Institute. And, um, you know, you, you mentioned about the principles in healthcare, and, and we, we very much um, uh, believe in uh, free market principles in healthcare. But more importantly, you know, it's, it's, it's not so much about the system, it's about the patients. And what, what's really very um, uh, sad, I, I was at, at a dinner last night with a couple of my colleagues who are also in this healthcare fight with me, and one of them, uh, Dr. Brian Hill, who's been on this show before, was telling me that he was at a a meeting with uh, um, many thought leaders, and they were talking about uh, reforming the healthcare system, and not once in two hours of meeting was the word patient used, and I think that uh, what Docs for Patient Care is all about is preserving that doctor-patient relationship and and trying to keep the patients first, you know. And if if you always think about the patients first, then everything else will will work itself out. And and unfortunately, we've gotten away from that. And the 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 said way that I, I'm, I'm making with this is uh, about an issue that's very much in the forefront um, where you live. Jennifer, which is Colorado Care, the single payer initiative in uh, Colorado. Can you uh, give us an, uh, an update or a briefing of what you uh, uh, have heard about Colorado Care these days, which is on the ballot initiative um, in uh, November? And for those of you who've missed it on previous shows, Colorado has a ballot initiative trying to get past a single-payer system in Colorado. And we've had Henry Fabian, a spine surgeon who is leading the charge against this, um, from Steamboat Springs on the show already talking about this. We've had Grace Marie Turner um, uh, talking about this as well, and she's been on uh, the circuit, uh, the debate circuit, I think sponsored by the Steamboat Institute, um, to uh, make the case why this is a bad idea. But I- I'm, I'm interested for your perspective on this, Jennifer. Oh, yes. Thank you for bringing that up, Hal. It's Amendment 69 is on the Colorado ballot in November. Um, it, Amendment 69 is known as Colorado Care, which, as you said, would be single-payer 
health care in the state of Colorado. Um, the Steamboat Institute co-sponsored a debate series on this back in June with the Independence Institute. Um, we held debates in Denver, Steamboat Springs, and Grand Junction to educate people um, about the pros and cons of Amendment 69. Essentially, it would be um, a massive government takeover of health care in Colorado. Um, it would be totally single-payer. Um, it would involve a 10% payroll tax, massive tax hike. The uh, group who is arguing in favor of Amendment 69 says that with the um, government taking over all the administrative costs, that they could run it more efficiently than insurance companies and that they would save, uh, uh, they toss around numbers of you know, $25 billion wow. um, in savings. Um, you know, Jennifer, can we can we take a hard break right here? And I don't sure. want to I don't want to lose this or this um, line of of uh, conversation because this is a very important issue, and I want to pick up right where we left off when we get back in the next segment in the doctor's lounge. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Are your health insurance premiums going up? You are not alone. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org to understand why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. This is Grace Marie Turner, President of the Galen Institute. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge with my special guest, uh, Docs for Patient Care Foundation Advisory Board member and uh, the CEO of the Steamboat Institute, Jennifer Schubert Aiken. I'm not going to talk um, any uh, right now, we're going to get right back into our uh, conversation about Colorado Care and pick up where we left off. Jennifer, um, yes, I was saying that the Steamboat Institute had co-sponsored a debate series on Amendment 69, Colorado Care, which is on our November ballot in Colorado. Um, the at the end of the last segment, we were discussing the cost savings that the proponents claim you would see with this single-payer system. Um, they are claiming that with the government takeover in Colorado, if we, if we were to approve this, 
the savings by having the government run the insurance program instead of the insurance company. This would save the state $5 billion. I think I misspoke at the end of the last segment. But their claim is that having the government take over would save the state $5 billion. Now, when have you ever seen a government program that was run more efficiently than a private entity? Never. I can't think of one example, and I doubt if your listeners can either. Um, The other thing is the 10% payroll tax. This is huge. This would hit retirees on their income. Um, It would drive business away from Colorado. It would ruin uh, consumer choice. It's, um, It's a disaster on so many levels. But if someone wants to know more about Colorado Care, uh, you can view the debate on our website, steamboatinstitute.org. The debate video is there. Um, We're happy you know, to, pro- to provide as a community service um, a, a debate that very clearly presented both sides so you can see what both arguments are. I've just given you my personal view on it, um, but that is... Um, Amendment 69 is a very uh, critical ballot issue here in Colorado. So how well attended were these um, debates, Jennifer? They were well attended, um, but in Denver, Steamboat, and Grand Junction. Uh, of course, we would always like to see more people come out, um, but we were pleased with the attendance we had, especially given that it was in June and the, the election is not until well, early voting starts in October. Um, we will be uh, making a push to uh, get people to watch these uh, debates again um, in September and October after Labor Day, you know, as we get closer and people start to pay more attention. And uh, you know, it's possible we may uh, host an additional seminar or two um, to make sure people uh, understand what they're voting on and, and what the uh, ramifications are. Do people do people understand this? You know, healthcare is very complicated. You know that, and um, you know, and if uh, this is this is basically part of the the attempt, <coughs> excuse me, the attempt by those on the left, the people who are big government people, to um, to create that shell game once again. That uh, that really. Um, promises everything and delivers nothing. So do people understand what, what, what's at risk, what the stakes are in this? Well, we're certainly trying to educate them, Hal. <laughs> um, it's an uphill uh, battle, I, isn't it? Pardon? It's an uphill battle. It, it, you know, it is, but it's a battle that I believe is worth fighting. Um, in fact, I believe we have to fight it. Absolutely. And it, it's not just on health care. It's on uh, it's on government regulation of your business. It's on taxation. Um, it's it's everywhere. Um, we have to keep fighting these battles to educate people. Um, people, I'm, I believe that civics education is severely lacking uh, compared to the civics education that used to be available in public schools. And essentially, that's what the Steamboat Institute is doing is, in, some, in, in many respects, is, is trying to provide basic civics education to people so they understand what founding principles mean. Some people don't, um, have not had the opportunity, let's put it that way, have not had the opportunity to learn about our founding principles and why constitutional principles are critical to maintaining your everyday freedom. We take it for granted. 
because it's always been there, but it's not going to always be there if we don't fight for it and educate people about what it means to have choices in your health care, uh, to have choices in how you spend your disposable income, to have choices in how you live your life. So that's, that's what the Steamboat Institute is all about, is maintaining our freedom and the, um, the exceptional America that we grew up in that we, we want to maintain for future generations. This Colorado care issue is one that, um, you know, the Docs for Patient Care Foundation believes is um, a, a, a very significant issue because the um, implications are far-reaching. If um, and, and that's not to say that states um, shouldn't um, be empowered to try to create their own solutions for health care. We very much, I think you would agree, that that's, that's actually what our country is all about. That's the whole concept behind federalism. But what we're talking about here is is so much different. It's about um, a, a government solution for an issue that is really so personal and so um, and so fundamentally critical for every single American. Their their health care. The, the right to select their doctor, the right to decide what kind of treatments they're going to be able to receive, and attempts to try to centralize this, to have the government run it, have failed in every single um, venue, every single um, uh, attempt in every single country and every single time to provide it. And what... what um, you know, my, my fear is is that uh, I, I'm I'm afraid for Colorado. I'm afraid for the the um, the citizens of Colorado that they're going to um, lose the best doctors who are going to leave the state. I'm afraid for those who stay that the quality of their care is um, going to deteriorate under a system like this, um, and they don't even know it. Exactly, Hal. And one of my main concerns is that we're going to see um, good doctors, like we have right here in Steamboat Springs, we have outstanding medical care uh, for a small mountain community, um, a beautiful hospital, great staff. And I'm afraid we're going to see doctors leaving the state. Um, I'm afraid it's it's going to um, drive away others, too. I mean, why relocate to a state that has a 10% payroll tax? Um you know, for health insurance. Um, now, you know, the argument in favor is, well, you won't have health insurance premiums anymore. Well, but what if you're out of state? They're very unclear on if that's going to be covered under Colorado Care, uh, if you need care when you're traveling. It's just there, there are too many questions. It's, it's too expensive. And, and once again, what is the government's role? Is the government's role to provide your health care? And I would argue that it's not, um, that uh, patients, consumers uh, need more choice and more control over the cost of, of their own health care, the cost and the quality. Yeah, it's it's the age-old uh, debate, is health care a right? And <clears throat> and uh, that's the, the, uh, the progressives make a, a very impassioned um, case for the fact that it is a right, when in fact 
those of us who are constitutionalist, first principle people don't believe that it is a right at all. It is a responsibility. It's a responsibility of a of a you know a, a uh, caring society to figure out how to help people who need it. But it's not a responsibility to provide it for every single person um, in in uh, in the country or in the state or in a community. That's right. And how I would add that um, ha- everyone having health insurance is not the same as everyone having health care. That's correct. That's you can right. have all the insurance in the world, but if you've driven all the doctors and other medical providers away, how is, how is your health insurance going to help you if you have a six-month wait for an MRI that currently you can get uh, scheduled within a few days? Um, how is that going to help your, uh, your health? Well, it's, it's obviously a rhetorical question, and it's not. Um, it, it's... Um, Distressing to me that health care has not been made more of an issue in in this presidential election because it's clear to me that that uh, one of the candidates is going to bring us closer to a uh, single payer uh, government controlled health care system and and uh, health care was a winning issue in the off year elections and uh, it seems that when it comes to presidential elections. It's um, it's almost uh, forgotten, or or it's a third rail issue, and people don't want to talk about it anymore. Certainly, they don't want to talk about it because, as President Obama said, healthcare is a settled issue. So, so uh, that I guess I guess it is. Yes, I I wish both of our presidential candidates would talk much more about issues and things of substance. <laughs> Agree, agreed. I, I, I can't, I can't uh, argue with you there. You know, we, we have about um, a few minutes left in this segment. So before we, uh, two minutes to be exact. So let me set up the last segment in the show. Um, I want to come back to the Steamboat Institute and um, talk about uh, um, the uh, one one of the founders, or one of the one of the not the founders. You're the founder, of course, but one of the um, strong influences in the success of the uh, of the institute, Tony Blakely, and uh, the program that has been started um, in honor of uh, of the late Tony Blakely, and talk about the Tony Blakely chair and some of the the. Uh, previous recipients and the new and the incoming uh, recipient uh, Hadley Heath Manning. So um, I think we'll take a br- our break now and then um, have you set that up in the uh, last segment in Doctor's Lounge. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. 
Are your health insurance premiums going up? You are not alone. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org to understand why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. This is Grace Marie Turner, President of the Galen Institute. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Thanks for staying with us in the Doctor's Lounge. This is the final segment. Um, I wanted to uh, just uh, um, make a uh, pitch, a plug for my guest in two weeks as regular listeners of the show. No, I alternate uh, this show every week with my co-host, Dr. Michael Karuchek. So I'll be back in two weeks, and my guest in two weeks, I'm very excited about. It's someone that has been a keynote speaker at the Steamboat Institute, Jennifer. Our, spe- our guest in two weeks is going to be Dr. Ben Carson. So uh, it'll be, uh, I, I hope, a, a very, very uh, interesting conversation and uh, informative show. So just let's get back to uh, where we were. I'm, I'm talking with Jennifer Schubert Aiken, the founder of the, of the Steamboat Institute. And um, they, uh, I set her up with a question in the last segment about uh, Tony Blakely. So take it from there, Jennifer. Yes. Tony Blakely was an important part of the beginning of the Steamboat Institute and establishing it into what it has grown into now. Tony, uh, for those who may not remember, maybe the name is familiar, uh, was editorial page editor of the Washington Times. He was press secretary for Newt Gingrich when he became the first Republican Speaker of the House in uh, in 40 years, back in the mid-1990s. Um, Tony was um, an, an exceptional person in being able to explain conservative principles and to opine on uh, what was happening in the country in, in a way that was not only persuasive, but he used his wit and wisdom in a way that was engaging with people. Um, he, he won over many people with his style, which was, um, you know, being a, uh, a, a conservative with a sense of humor, uh, with a real gift for connecting with people. And when Tony passed away in 2012, we wanted to honor him in some way and build on the substantial legacy that he had left us. So we established the Tony Blankley Chair for Public Policy and American Exceptionalism. This has grown into a very important part of what the Steamboat Institute is all about. Um, the Tony Blankley Chair is a fellowship where we um, award an annual fellowship to uh, an emerging conservative thought leader. Uh, to nurture their career and uh, help them as they they grow and develop um, in being uh, journalists who uh, analyze the proper role of government um, in many things, including healthcare. 
This year, our uh, Blank Leaf Fellow for 2016 and 17, we just announced, is Hadley Heath Manning. Uh, some of your listeners may know Hadley's work. She is a senior policy analyst for the Independent Women's Forum. She frequently um, comments on health care, uh, entitlements, economic policy. Uh, you've probably seen her on Fox Business, on uh, John Stoffel's show. She's also been on Neil Cavuto's program on Fox News Channel many times. Uh, but Hadley is a real talent at just 28 years of age, um, out there in, in the marketplace of ideas, uh, doing some, some very important work on health care and other issues. So we will be awarding Hadley with a $10,000 stipend um, at the Freedom Conference uh, coming up here in two weeks. She will be presented with this award. Um, we also have two senior fellows uh, from the last two years, our fellows Jillian Melcher and Tom Rogan. Hopefully some of your listeners are familiar with their work as well. Both of them write extensively for National Review, The Wall Street Journal, and other publications um, on uh, Middle East issues, refugee issues, um, really a host of issues, free speech, uh, doing some very impressive work, and, and once again, they're each just 29 and 30 years of age. So the Tony Blankley chair is a very important part of, of the Steamboat Institute influencing the national public policy dialogue on, on health care and a whole variety of issues. And, and uh, just to add to what you've said, Tom is a, uh, a regular on the McLaughlin Group. And uh, that's that's gives him tremendous exposure on a weekly basis to a large uh, uh, segment of of the American population. So he's, um, I think, what what uh, you've done, Jennifer, is you've really extended the reach of the Steamboat Institute with the creation of the Blankley Fellowship and uh, having um, these these uh, um, fellows who are basically seedlings for the Steamboat Institute going out into, into the American society and, uh, and helping to spread the word, I think, is brilliant. So, yes, uh, Hal, and the, our, our fellows being, uh, you know, early in their careers, 28 to 30 years old, and you have these amazing young talents who are connecting with younger people. Um, our Blankley Fellows are reaching, um, they're reaching a very wide demographic, but they, they have a, uh, a large fan base, if you will, um, of, of people in their 20s and 30s who are reading what they're writing and they're connecting with these younger people. And one of the primary goals of the Steamboat Institute in educating people on founding principles is not just talking to people our age, you know, you and me, Hal, it's to reach younger people. And a big part of what we're doing with the Freedom Conference and Festival coming up in two weeks, with our Freedom Festival being such an inexpensive ticket, it makes it affordable for younger people. And I will also add that our Freedom Festival, um, we have for students, whether it be high school students or college students, free tickets. So no charge at all to attend, thanks to one of our sponsors who thought it was important to reach younger people. So if any of your listeners, wherever you are uh, across the country, know of high school or college students who, even if they're back in school, would like to take a day off to do something to further their, their education in another way, 
Come out to Steamboat Springs, August 26th and 27th. We have free tickets for students. We have some very inexpensive lodging options. Uh, for a ski resort community, we we um, have lodging that's less than $100 a night. Um, you can't beat it. It's uh, a great weekend in the mountains. Um, uh, there will be a lot of uh, fun activities in addition to hearing the speakers. Uh, I think some of our students and, and young people will be going on a, a hiking um, excursion, um, doing some other fun things, mountain biking. Uh, there are a lot of fun things to do. So free tickets for students. And, yes, the Tony Blankley chair, uh, getting back to that, and our, our dynamic young fellows who are doing such amazing work, Tom Rogan, Jillian Melcher, and, and now Hadley Heath Manning, um, reaching younger people and, and really getting them to, to think about the issues in a new way. Tell us what the, the um, <clears throat> plans for the Steamboat Institute, what, <clears throat> what your, your hopes, your aspirations are in the next uh, three to five years. In the next three to five years, Hal, I see us growing the annual Freedom Conference and Festival so that the uh, outdoor festival becomes a, a, a very major event uh, that will allow us to accommodate many more people. Um, we are hoping that will become uh, uh, an event that will attract many younger people, once again students, tremendous opportunity uh, for students at, and, and young people at a very low cost. We are looking to uh, further expand the reach of the Tony Blankley Chair by offering a nationwide uh, Tony Blankley Chair lecture series. Uh, we would like to bring our fellows to, uh, to where your listeners are. Uh, there are communities all across America where we, we think uh, they would be well-received and people would love to, to hear them speak. Um, we are um, expanding to do a major annual winter event. We did a foreign policy summit here in Steamboat back in January, a one-day event that featured Ambassador John Bolton, Victor Davis Hansen, and many others, and it was such a huge success that we've decided to host a winter summit um, in a different location around the country um, over the next few years, so we're planning an event for California in February. Um, we uh, are looking to expand our college speaker series. I haven't even talked about that yet. Why don't you talk uh, about that, because I think that's really... Um, critical going into the belly of the beast because that's we were talking about the millennials and the reach of the blankly fellows i think that's really where the 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 um the, not the low-hanging fruit is but where where the 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 biggest bang for the buck might be yes uh, we a, a couple of years ago uh, connected with president bruce benson of the university of colorado he invited us to help bring uh, speakers on conservative thought and policy to the, the CU campus in Boulder, Colorado. Those events have been amazingly successful. Uh, people have an impression of Boulder as being a very liberal college town, very progressive. And while that may be true, there is a real appetite there for conservative thought and policy. And in fact, CU has established a conservative thought and policy program which has really taken off. And we're beginning to see with our collaboration with CU that the culture on the Boulder campus is changing to become more um, intellectually diverse where different points of view. Tolerance? Conservative. Tolerance? Tolerance. Yes. Wow. It is, it is, it is amazing. Um, in our free, at our Freedom Conference in two weeks, we are actually presenting President Benson with a special award to recognize his 
his courage and leadership on these issues. Um, it is amazing to see. Uh, keep, for your listeners, keep an eye on the University of Colorado in Boulder, um, as well as the Steamboat Institute. There are some exciting things happening here in Colorado that we're very proud to be a part of. So um, I would just encourage your listeners, once again, go to steamboatinstitute.org. All of the information on our Freedom Conference and Festival, which is just two weeks away, um, it's all there. It's well worth your uh, time. Plan a little vacation. Come out to the mountains. We'd love to have you. Well, you know, that that I can't uh, add, add anything more than what you've just said, except to say that uh, anybody who comes out to Steamboat and participates in your conference will not be sorry, and they will be hooked. Um, I'm, I'm so delighted to hear about uh, CU, and uh, at least there's a glimmer of hope there, I think, for the millennials, which I always worry a tremendous amount about. Jennifer, it, it's been a delight to have you on today, and and uh, and I wish I could be with you in a couple of weeks. This this year, I'm going to unfortunately miss, but I'm I'm looking forward to many many more um, great uh, conferences in the future, and I hope that you have um, a uh, a very very successful. Um, uh, uh, conference this year, and uh, and I want to thank you for being on the show today. And I want to remind the listeners once again to come back in two weeks with us when our um, when our guest will be Dr. Ben Carson. Jennifer, last last you, you get the, the floor in the last word. Thank you, Hal, again for having me today. Appreciate the opportunity. I leave your listeners with this thought: America is still the greatest nation on earth, and. Join us at the Steamboat Institute, whether you want to support the work we're doing you know, with a tax-deductible contribution. Obviously, that's how we keep this thing going. Come out to the Freedom Conference and Festival, August 26th and 27th. We believe America is exceptional, and our, our goal is to keep it that way and to maintain our freedom. And we think we can okay. do that in a way where we reach people okay. and have fun. So please visit us at steamboatinstitute.org. Thanks, Jennifer. And, uh, and I thank pre- you. Preci- appreciate everything and come and come back with us in the doctor's lounge. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.